making melody in your heart. Just to be here and to sing, it really feeds, does it not? It really feeds. It's just good to be in God's house. Take your Bible this morning and turn with me once again to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, and then also to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Genesis 1 and Ephesians chapter 5. Ms. Karen, we missed out on you singing last week. And I know that you were a part of that quartet. Brother Dave did a good job singing, singing soprano. <laughs> it was really nice. And then uh, I was thinking about Morgan and Brianna. You guys having to sing for us soon. Thomas and Ethan. Amen. No, it really is good to hear music. Just godly music. Just be here. Hear your voices. And really, really exciting. So we've been looking at creation, the theology of creation. We've talked about time. We've talked about heaven. And now we come to the subject of earth. And as we think about time in association to heaven, we also want to look at time in association to earth. And so we are going to take and focus our attention on how we spend our time in this world. And I think this is definitely a fitting subject as we are kind of coming back into uh, the rut or the lane of church as we're back here together and getting back to the norm. Uh, we want to think about this ministry and think about your life and think about what God can do here. And I hope we don't lose sight of that. We're excited about Vacation Bible School and excited that people are excited about having Vacation Bible School and uh, everything that else that's going on. Pastor Tyler was talking about band ministry and uh, I found a new place here locally where there's tons of young people that we could go invite to church and um, there's an apartment complex uh, five or six miles down the road and you know just uh, looking to the future and seeing what God can do praying that the Lord will bring in visitors and continue to pray about uh, the building fund and what you can do there as we think about our future here versus going to another building not knowing really what's going on with the pandemic and also I think they've had um, use of the parking lot with uh, consumers and that sort of thing so I'm not really sure but uh, we're going to do our very best to kind of move forward we know eventually that God wants us to have a final resting place and sense of building and church and just a place that we can uh, call home. And uh, God knows all of that. And uh, So this is a fitting message. We pray that God will speak. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Lord, we pray that you fill this place with more of your presence. Lord, that you would speak to each heart. Give us the words to say, Lord, we pray that you would help us. God, I need you. I need your touch. Lord, we need to hear from you this morning. And so, Lord, I pray that your word would, as it is alive, would speak to each and every person. God, as we've heard the music, the music has really prepared our heart for the word of God. We thank you for that. Lord, it's tendered, softened our hearts. There's so much hustle and bustle, so many things going on in life. And Lord, it's good to be around believers. It's good to be in a place where you're exalted and the right kind of music is sung. And Lord, we pray for each person here as we come to the Word that you would stir our hearts. Lord, for the future of our lives and the future of this ministry. We love you. We praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 
In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If you will, take your Bible and look with me this morning in the book of Ephesians as we think about how to spend your time. Ephesians chapter 5. The Bible says in verse 13, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a couple of things when we come to this passage that really resonates within my heart. But I think the gist and the focus of what Paul especially is talking and addressing is concerning time. There's a few things when you think about time and how we live and how we spend our time. Uh, of what the Bible might say. In fact, if you will, the Bible says in verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are what? Evil. We're living in evil days. Not the sense of this day is an evil day of some tragedy or some ungodly event or some kind of historical function would happen that would just denote and defunct the Word of God, but we're living in evil days in the sense that time is just passing rapidly. And we know that we will die. We know that it's appointed unto man once to die. We know that after this is the judgment. We know that we're going to stand before the Lord just as well as your mother is no longer here today. Time has a way of just being evil in that sense. You long for her. You wish for loved ones, but they're not here. And that's the reality of life. Part of life is death. and It's inevitable unless the Lord tarries His... uh, Coming, we'll all die, and and, and and if he doesn't, then praise the Lord to be caught up in the air, alive. But the evil day. When you think about robbers of time, there's a few things that really come to my mind, I, especially in the younger generation. But also in the older generation, I think, no doubt, no doubt TV could be a robber of time. The Xbox could be a robber of time. It's really sad when you see men and Grown men, 30s and 40s and 50s, spending most of the time you hear on Xbox is crazy. Um, but idleness, we think about excess sleep, more sleep than really what we need. Uh, when you think about your own body, sometimes people give a lot of attention to their body. and uh, Whether it be just um, the adorning of the body and the hours upon hours upon hours upon hours in the gym or whether it be uh, in the shopping place and buying clothes to cover the body and certain uh, ornaments around the neck or the ears or this or that, and they all have their place. I'm not against that. We all know what we're talking about here this morning. Just this vain thought, this emptiness of spending our time in a foolish way, vain company. I want to encourage you when you think about your friends, your closest friends, how you spend your time with your friends talking about the Lord and exercising your faith and having good godly friendship. But there's a lot of excess worldliness that's 
not in a sense bad, but as it consumes who we are, uh, consumes what's going on, entertainment, that's worldly in a sense, and yet entertainment we know could have its function in its right place, but overall it could take our heart away from the things of God. And uh, so there's... There's that thought that we want to talk about this morning. Take your Bible and look with me in Galatians. All of these verses that I want to give you this morning deal with the world. It deals with the earth. And we know that he's talking about in the beginning God created the earth. We're talking about creation. We're talking about the skies and the, the plants and the animals and so forth and so on. And we're going to get to that. And I assure you, we're going to get to that. I love creation. I love animals. I love how uh, magnificent and wonderful God is in his creation just to see all of his attention to detail and how unique he is, this designer and creator of all things. But just on a spiritual note, looking at the evil day, looking at how we spend our time, Galatians chapter 1, he says in verse number 4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Can we agree that this world is evil in a sense as the evil day, the evil world, how we spend our time, this world takes us away from God? It says, according to the will of God, our and our Father, it says, who gave Himself for our sins that He might deliver us from this present evil world. God wants to take us from this world, not in that futuristic sense, the rapture, being called away, but also in the way that we live, in the mindset that we have, in the attitude that we have on things. Uh, this is a present evil world. Look with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, he says down in verse 13, Wherefore, taking you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Present evil world may be able to withstand in the evil day. Again, this thought of evil world, evil day, evil time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. If you will, look in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 and verse 12. He says, Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Teaching us that denying ungodliness, saying no to it, no to worldly lusts, that we should, on the other hand, live soberly, live righteously, live godly. Three points that God gives to the child of God. Why? Verse 13. For that looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why. So today I definitely want to introduce the thought of the earth and we're going to talk about the scientific side of it. We're going to look at the six, yay, seven days. We're going to talk about different aspects of God's creation. But just on a spiritual note, a practical note in your own life, Life gets away from us. How are we spending our time in this world? Life uh, can be filled with uh, business. It can be filled with uh, interviews. It can be filled with promotions. It can be filled with uh, job applications. It can be filled with all different types of college degrees and things of that nature. And all of those things are good. And yet if they take even that takes us from the Lord, it's an evil day. It's an evil time. It's an evil uh, world that we live in. If you will, everything in this world is trying to remove 
God from your presence. Think about entertainment. Think about uh, uh, even good entertainment. Again, as we look at it in this sense of uh, it could take us away from Bible reading. It could take us away from uh, winning souls. When we think about mowing the grass, although everything thy hand findeth to do, do it as unto the Lord. Yet even that little adventure right there could take us away from the greater need of a neighbor that you could minister to in that moment or or someone in the hospital that you could go by and visit. And, and, and I think sometimes we look at life, we look at responsibilities and we see them, we do them, and yet we forget about the main point of what life is all about. The evil day. And I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture as we go to the book of Ephesians, there's basically three things that we find concerning the time and how we spend time, the life that we have, and, and uh, three things points that I want to pull out, bring to your attention from this passage. And the first one, if you will, look down in verse 14. It says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly. Well, that's not a word we often use, Pastor. I agree with you. I'm walking circumspectly. Have you been walking, walking circumspectly lately, Brother Ben? Amen. You know, this thought, this word, this old archaic English word that really it means with a sense of care or caution. We do this in life. Some people do. Some people don't, I guess. But uh, uh, the older I get, the more cautious I am about taking uh, certain risk. Anyone with me? I don't know if it's just age uh, growing or, and maybe my youth leaving. But when I was a young whippersnapper, brother, I'm telling you, you know, uh, jump on the bull and think about it later. I remember I was building houses in Knoxville, Tennessee when I was going to college. And we had uh, uh, a couple of buddies there all working for a gentleman named Ray Fabian. Kevin Hall, missionary in Africa. He had a little Chevy ST and one of those box looking trucks. It was black, just beater. And uh, we were starting a new subdivision and it had just rained. And the entire road that they dug out with with uh, big old dozers and everything was muddy as all get out. And we had to go to the very last lot in the subdivision to start building this house. And the way there, we saw this is mud. You know, and as young guys, you think, oh, mud, this is going to be fun. So we got done with a work day, and there's about five of us that hop in this little two-wheel drive S10 truck. And uh, we all decide this is going to be a fun, good Good idea to hop on the on the bumper and hold on to the tailgate while he flies down this muddy subdivision road. And uh, he was going to the left and he was going to the right. You're holding on for dear life. And there that one flies off and lands in the mud. There that one falls in the mud. Two or three hours. I wouldn't dare do that today as a 40-year-old man with breaking my back or, or uh, hurting my bones or something of that nature. But it was a lot of fun, amen. A lot of fun. Circumspectly. The older you get, the more you walk circumspectly. You make careful decisions. You choose your life. You choose how you spend your money and your time. And you take into consideration these things. Because we know that life, uh, it, it, we're growing older and we are setting things up for retirement. And uh, people, maybe they, they start out with a, a beginner home and it's a small, nice, quaint home. And then it grows to a more elaborate home as you have two or three or four children. Uh, 
or five or six or seven children or no. Uh, but then when you start, maybe so I've heard of people in their fifties building a home. Brother uh, Brother Wade told me he was building a home, and and he said, but this home I'm building for my retirement. And he said wider doors uh, for uh, getting old and maybe wheelchairs or walkers and it's all on a ranch style level and this and that and just these different accommodations that we take into consideration because of age. You're walking carefully, cautiously, accurately. Some decisions, if you don't put a lot of thought into them, they could cost you a lot of money. And who wants that? And yet the Bible says that we are to walk circumspectly. We are to walk cautiously. The first thing that I see with the thought of time and this world and how there are evil days is a, a, a thought of wisdom. Do you, do you have wisdom in your life? Is your life consumed with wisdom? Are you going to the Lord about the decisions that you make? Are you, are you uh, concerned with what His will is? The Bible says in Psalms chapter 73 and verse 3, For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. But how did the wicked get there? What did they have to do? You know, he says, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I was longing for what they had. I, I saw what they had accomplished, but the steps that they had to take. That's what we're talking about here. Be careful of that sin of covetousness. And really, if the, uh, uh, the, the window was pulled back, the curtain was pulled back, we could see in sometimes how the person achieved what they have. It would blow our mind to think of all the, the, the steps that they had to take. We know that this world is filled with people that will do anything and everything to accomplish what their desire is. And it's not always glorifying unto the Lord. Evil days and having wisdom. Look over in Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. He says in verse number 3, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, man, this is a good crowd, and hating one another. That's how the world spends their time. That's how the world does business. One of the, 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 the statements I hate the most is, well, that's just business. Don't you hate that? Do you know what that means? That means that someone has been, their knees have been cut out from underneath them. You know, well, it's just business. We had to let you go. We had to do this. We had to, it, Business. Man, when we think about God, all these thoughts and how we conduct business and how we live life and the choices that we make, all of this, we need to have wisdom. God, help me. Look back in our text, Ephesians chapter, 14, uh, chapter 5 and verse 14. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. Isn't that something that we are to take into consideration? Be careful about Wake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly. He's talking to a saved man, a saved woman. You were sleeping in the deadness of your sin. We're no longer sleeping. In the sense of being aware of life after death. Knowing what life is all about. 
on one side of the coin, man, it's a wonderful thing to be a Christian. But if you don't like responsibility, there's a lot of responsibility in Christianity, isn't there? True living for the Lord. We're going to be judged to whom much is given, much is required. Can we stand before the Lord and Haywood and Stubble? Can we stand before the Lord and He burns it all up and there's nothing left to give Him? Why? Because our decisions weren't wise. How we spend our money. How we spend our time with our family. How we focus our attention on this, this body. And praise God, we all got up and showered, put on the right guard and brushed our teeth. Amen. We need to spend a little time. Bodily exercise it. Profiteth what? Little, but that little is, is is something there. But that should be the focus of our life. Versus, man, you know, these guys. When I was a young man, my dad grew up watching, just like every other guy in here, you know, men movies. Chuck Norris, right? I mean, I was a guy in the 80s and 90s watching these things. Chuck Norris. Whoa. Man's man, right? And now these guys, Arnold walking around with his shirt off and just big pecs and muscles out the wazoo and everywhere else, just glorified pumpage and filled full of uh, manly testosterone. Now he's an old man. and Right? You know, when you think about these things, what are we doing with life? Beauty is vain. It comes and it goes. Mine's still here, praise God. But it's going to leave. And when we think about wisdom, we have to be in, in consideration of the Lord. He says in verse 18, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be what? The focus of the Christian life is to be filled with the Spirit. Not to be living off in the vacation world, living off in la-la land, living off and in, in sucked up and consumed with our thoughts and our minds about getting more, getting more, getting more. The, the wise man said, I'm going to build more bigger barns and I'm going to collect and build up and store up. And, and, and what happens when the uh, fire comes and burns his barns to the ground? What happens when the robber comes in and steals all that he has? Lay not up for yourselves treasures where moth and rust doth corrupt. Lay them up on the, in heaven. Lay them up for the Lord. There's wisdom in how we uh, live this, this world, live in this life. Look over in 1 John. You know these Verses. This is not not anything new, but but look in First John chapter two. He says, verse fifteen: Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God, Amen. What happens? You bite it forever. Some of the uh, greatest people that when we get to the other side have done more for the cause of Christ have very, very, very little to speak of in this world. There's wisdom. Number two, look with me back in our text, Ephesians. 
Not only wisdom, but there's wages. Wisdom concerning the time, wages in buying the time. Do you know that you, you're buying your time? Or as they say, you're spending your time? He says in verse 16, redeeming. The word redeeming, uh, it means to purchase. Redeeming the time, it implies the right knowledge and use of time. It means how you spend it. To purchase, to buy, to spend your money on your time. If you were to say $100 for each day. Or as they say, time is money, right? But in a spiritual sense, you can't get yesterday back. And he he talks about how we are to spend our time in chapter 6. If we are going to have wisdom. And he he says down in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. This is how we address the issue of time. Verse 11, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, taking you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Can you imagine a soldier that did not take time to clean his gun? I forgot my armor today. When we get up in the morning, I was just thinking about these psalms that we're reading, how encouraging they are. And sometimes, personally, I I fight with discouragement. Man, the psalms are a great place to go to allow God to enrich my spirit, to to, to break the cloud of doom, to bring in the sunshine of God's grace, and, and to uplift the day. Saturate your life with God's Word. Spend time with God. Take time for the Lord. He says in verse 14, Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith we, be, we will, uh, we shall, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Which is the word of God? How do we spend our day? We're buying our day. We're paying for our day. Someone said you're paying for the mistakes that you made. It's because they weren't wise in how they spent their early life. Sometimes you find that in health. Sometimes you find it in money. With how foolish people spend their money. Well, you didn't go to the outhouse ledger and consider her ways, Robert. Chapter 6, and you just spent all that you had foolishly, and when the storm came, or when, when uh, uh, the, the drought came, or, or when bad times came, or the valleys came, you know, sometimes that is a repercussion of how life is. It's not always the case, but it is sometimes. People say, uh, I'm going to make up for lost time. Well, I get that. I don't know if you can really do that. But what they're saying is, is that I was foolish in what I have done. And now I need to get my head to the grind. I need to put the metal to the pedal. I need to really concentrate and focus my attention. And I've been lacking and slacking off and just foolish with what I've done. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not. The evil days. Again, let me ask you this. 
if a man logically starts serving the Lord when he's 70 versus when he's 15, does he have more time or less time in a logical sense? No one knows the death, the date of the death. I understand that. But when you look at it, he's got less time to serve. Can he still be effective? Absolutely. Moses was 80 years old when he led the nation of Israel, right? Some supernatural things, unique things going on with age back then. I don't know if we're, any of us are going to live to be 120. That would be amazing. But the thought here is, is while the evil days come now, I want to serve God. Everyone in here is healthy and has vitality and strength and ability to do something for God. Maybe it's bigger, maybe it's smaller, but every person could write a letter. Every person could make a phone call. Every person could send out an email. Every person could talk to their neighbor. Every person could do something. Let me just say this on a practical note with our church. Three years, August is coming. And we've been in, in ministry, Solid Rock Baptist Church, three years. What have we done in three years? This row could be filled, and that row could be filled, and that row could be filled, and that one, and that one, and that And more. If everyone got involved, if everyone would see uh, the, the, the focus of what this ministry should be, and what we can do, what God can do, through us and in us for His glory and His honor, if we redeem the time. Buying the time, making up for lost time. If we've lost time, well, you know what? We must endeavor. We must work hard to, to redeem uh, by diligently doing our best now. I can't get yesterday back or two years back, two years ago back, but I can start today fresh. Here's the third point about this thought of earth and time. We see the will of God. Look in verse 17. Verse 18. The first point is wisdom concerning time. The second point is wages buying time. But the third point is the will of God. With your time. Verse 17. Can we read it out loud together? Wherefore be ye not unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. I added of God there. Verse 17. Wherefore, be not unwise. What's the will of God? But understand what the will of the Lord is. What's the will of God for your life? Is it important to buy a house? Absolutely. You better take that verse into consideration. This is the will of God. Is it important to start it? Absolutely. You better take that verse into consideration. Is this God's will? Is it important what church you go to? Absolutely. You better consider that. Every decision that we make, God, is this your will? Is this what you want? Do we come to it by some kind of pie in the sky conclusion? Do we go to it God's will by His word? My son Noah the other day, he's getting ready to go to Camp Kodiak here and Caleb and probably a month. And so we paid for their tuition or whatever to go to the camp. And he said, I can't wait to see Counselor so-and-so. And I said, why is that? And he said, because he believes that, 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 that dreams and visions are still uh, a possibility in today's uh, world. And I said, well, I wonder who Camp Kobiak's got working for him. No, I'm sure he's a good guy, but everybody has 
this thought or that thought. Anyways, my son Noah was he was so excited because he wants to see this guy so he can preach to him. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him this and this and this and this. And he was excited about it. And I said, Well, just do it in the right spirit, you know, have a good attitude, be humble about it, you know. I he's he's young, he's learning. But I would rather him be excited about that than going to a, a you know basketball camp, meeting up with girls, and you know there was a little girl, a little girl in our subdivision came to our house the other day. I was outside, and she she came by one of those hoverboard things where there are two wheels, and she's going around, and she said, "Is Noah here?" <laughs> I said, he is. Uh, what? What's your name? She told me her name, and and so I said, I said, I just started talking to her, and I said, uh, so tell me about this little thing you're on. Is, is that hard to do? No, it's not too hard. You, you sometimes if it runs out of battery, you can fall forward. And then after we got done, she said, you think Noah's come out like a dog son? And I said, well, let me just find out and see what his mother has him doing. So I went inside. And uh, he came out, little girl. She she's a little teenage girl. She uh, she said, "Hey, Noah," and then she just walked away. That was it. <laughs> that, was it. that was it. And this is what he said. That was weird. <laughs> that's what he said. That was weird. I said, "Yeah, that's weird." <laughs> I I said sometimes, you know, people people want to talk, they just don't know what to say, and. She just wanted to say hey to you. That was weird. I don't know why I told you that story. But redeeming the time. He's excited to tell his camp uh, counselor, you know, about these things. Redeeming the time. Lord, what what do you have for me today? What do you have for me today? What is your will in my life? Father, we pray that you would help us. Lord, we want to serve you. These, These are great people. God, we need help in how we spend our time. Lord, we need to be reminded. Lord, I'm, I'm just really happy to be here this morning. I'm so grateful for my church. And Lord, to be able to spend this beautiful day not at the lake and not at a ball game, but at your house. God, to study your word. And Lord, to be reminded that uh, I look in the mirror and wrinkles on the face and Lord, just the gray in the hair. And that is life. And with that, I'm grateful for this wisdom that is in my heart of how to spend my time. Lord, to know that time could be up at any moment. And Lord, I pray with our decisions that you would help us to center them around the Lord. Be faithful. God, speak to your people this morning. We ask all of this in your precious name we pray. Amen.